Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 223. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Snitsky. Hello. Hello there. Uh, and Jenna, hi. Hi. Oh, welcome Hello, back, listener. guys. Hello, viewer. Listener and viewer, welcome. I'm going to open up my beer. I yeah. It's, we're recording a little bit early today and a little bit late at <sighs> the just same time. I'm so. uh, Yeah, I think we all have. Um, uh, you and Corey specifically. But. Oh, yeah. God. And I a can't little ver- bit of me mixed in. I don't think people. you know all about my Sienna escapades. The, the, honey, your issues are far. Yeah, than you're not even on the same like game. Like it's like, it's like your like your issues are like the putt putt golf of like the PGA Masters happening over here. Yeah, I'm not used to this, but uh, my very long work slash pleasure road trip had zero issues. Wow. I'm mad at you. That's fine. Oh, we, we absorbed all of his bad luck. Yeah, so it's all your. That, that, oh, oh I was Tucker. really hoping that was a train. No, it's just Tucker. Tucker um, was really early. Okay. Yeah, whatever. We can have him on this one, too. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll potentially talk about more of the issues later, but welcome to Carbitrage. Uh, before we begin, I want to briefly talk on our talk about our Patreon page. You said Tucker, my brain went Tuck. Um, patreon.com <laughs> forward slash garbage on this customized website you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us patreon.com forward slash garbage head on over there toss us a few bucks for beer maybe a laptop for ryan and we will send you some swag uh after that it's before noon so i'm still drinking water what have you got i've got a summit dakota soul i don't care at this point I got you. It doesn't matter. I wish Sorry, I had mimosa matter. stuff because that's don't, oh, yeah. that's what I allow myself matter. to drink before noon. Ah. But anyway, uh, uh, blah, blah, my, blah, blah. I, I let my beers be low alcohol content if I'm gonna have one pre noon. Uh, we do have, I think, a couple Nordies, so I'm definitely gonna dive into that banana as soon beer? as yeah. I, yeah, I D- taste it. Yeah, now. see, it tastes yeah. like a banana. Yeah, I taste it now. Um, <laughs> so I was just before you guys got here, I was watching one of the one, Jason. One second, we sh- before we do that. We should actually explain what the banana beer is for people. Oh. So if you've ever had a Grain Belt Nordeast, next time you're drinking, you know it's got like a unique aftertaste. Next time you're drinking it, notice what that aftertaste is. And that aftertaste is the taste of banana runts. Not a bad thing. It's just a banana beer. Anyway, moving forward. No, you're right. If you close your eyes it's a banana and runts. you breathe out through your nose, you will taste bananas mm-hmm. on the aftertaste of a, uh, a Grain Belt Nordeast. Yeah. So anyway, I want to delve in, um, but I'm actually going to set it up with a little bit of a segwayable thing first. Just, just before you guys showed up, I was hopping through some of my YouTube just to try to catch yeah. up because I've been gone all week. Jason Camisa's segments about... Um, hey, I recognize that. That's yeah. a Rochester 4Jet with a thermostatic choke. That's yeah, the one that was I, in I the... I don't give a shit about the carburetor. I'm going to talk about what's underneath it, but... No, that's a, that's a factory carburetor from the, from the Buku. Cool. Okay. The Buku. Um... Totally forgot was. Oh, yeah. Jason Camisa at Haggerty has a, yeah. a YouTube series now where he covers just, like, the the kind of underappreciated classics or performance vehicles. He did a great one on the first-gen SHO. He, uh, he talked about the E30 M3. He's done uh, the Alfa Romeo. I forget the 60s one. forget what it's called. but The Julia? Uh, the little one, the two-door? Maybe it's Julietta. Julia. Julietta. And then most recently, he, uh, he covered the Porsche 924 today. But... Moving right on over to Haggerty, they also have some excellent writing, and I stumbled upon this, I think, even last week. It's just not something we ended up using because of the tier list episode, but it was a really, really cool early primitive turbocharging setup. Yes, it is. That was it's, designed yeah, really cool. to be like 
just bolted right on to any small block. Or not, not even just small block. It was anything that used the standard small four-barrel uh, adapter. So what this is, and if you're watching the video version, I would highly recommend you do that. But if not, we'll describe it. So we have the Buku carburetor. So it's a four-barrel carburetor yeah. sitting about three inches above the plane of the top of the intake we manifold. Should also, we should note that it's a factory one where it actually uses a thermostat choke. So it's like it's the most like not maintenance-intensive one you could possibly have on, which is cool. Yeah, and I'm sure the reliability would still stand. So, I mean, underneath this, you've got a two-piece chamber, and the top portion is open to the bottom throats of the carburetor, and it actually uses a couple of flex couplings to go to the side and then in front of the carb, where there is the compressor housing of an AR Research turbocharger. That turbo compressor blows it straight into the bottom chamber of this same assembly and into the throat of the intake manifold. So it's a very, very small, compact setup, and the only thing you really have to do is plumb in the exhaust to and from the turbine housing on the turbocharger. So no intercooling or anything like that, but these were not running high boost. The beauty of this is boost reference carburetors weren't really a thing mm. when this was introduced, yeah. um, and this was kind of a prototype kit. So this was discovered at a, uh, um, an estate sale. That's the guy was really cool. Walking wow. around, and the the son of the person who was deceased noticed that this person was looking at nothing but mechanical stuff. He's like, "There's a shop out back if you want to take a look." My dad was super duper weird, and he found this in a, a cardboard box sitting in the corner, you know, underneath like a pile of like a hundred carburetors. But this is just like super fascinating to me because this is before there was any established form factor for turbocharging. Yeah, and this was designed to just bolt on to anything which i find fascinating i don't know what they did for you know oil drain or anything like that it probably just drains into a valve cover uh, well actually what i find more interesting is i wonder how they combated vapor lock on the carburetor uh, because the amount of heat that you would have there true. would boil any gasoline so i wonder if they were running like maybe a like a really early electronic like fuel pump they might have i mean that's just it's really cool to me I can't tell if that's a fuel pump under the the, the assembly there, no, that's or not. if that's a coil. But that, no, it's it's neither. It's like it looks like it almost has like it's, it's, like, it's a, like some emission stuff or something. I don't know. That could be. That's weird. But, but either way, I saw this. I'm like, this is just super cool. It reminds me of like the Corvair turbo type stuff. Or yeah, there's a fuel filter right down there. It, I just asked if that was a fuel filter. No, no, I, th- I thought about that. Oh no, that's a catch can. That's an eBay catch can. I have one of those on the oh, okay. corn. <laughs> yeah. Only the top most quality. Anyway, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's cool as hell. It's super neat, and this was that actual kit that's been assembled and put onto a small block. So, I would really like this person to make replica kits because I would like to get myself another Buick and put that onto a nailhead. Buick. That'd be very rad on a nailhead. It'd, it'd be perfectly set up for it. You know, plenty only, of minimal the, compression. The only way that you can ever possibly gain power on those engines is like doing multiple carburetors and or force induction or nitrous yeah which is also a power adder of sorts there you go that's really cool but I, I, i'm happy we saw that i again i was scrolling through for stories over a week ago but this is you know this is the state the he found excel, this kid in. is this the same excel that does like the roy shitty chrome coils now i don't believe so no Oh, okay. That just would have been cool if that was like the roots of that company. It, it like, might they be. Started, they started doing like cool stuff, and now they just do like chrome fancy coils. They probably don't do a whole lot. <laughs> Maybe the name got sold off. Like yeah. it went defunct, and it came back. Like yeah, Pano's so like, or whatever. Like, Chinese company owns it. Um, but yeah, the, there's the picture of the carburetor shelf that this was sitting underneath. Just tons and tons and tons and tons yeah, and tons of stuff. That. Nothing super interesting, but um, yeah, I, I would have. It's on the big screen. Not for you. It's on oh, the stream. I'd like um, to see the- 
Perfect. I'll scroll yours down too Please. so you can see this. I don't know why it, oh it started doing that a while this ago. But really cool. I love that like the actual turbocharger doesn't look at all different from something like, 50 years newer. I'm really happy Air Research <laughs> just continues to make the same thing. Now Especially I see it was Candy Crush head. Honeywell, uh, it was a Minnesota you know, probably built turbocharger yeah. at that point too. Windows, <laughs> and it actually, yeah, look, it shows it on. I forget. Let's scroll this down a little bit for you. Thank you. There you go. Ah, yeah, there we go. Yep, there you go. So, also, yes, yeah, 1962. So, oh, that's really cool. Yep. So it would be period correct for uh, for you, but. Jana. We could do even bigger burnouts at the Buick. <laughs> Jana sounds very enthused about that prospect. So <laughs> she's not. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about that just because that was the coolest thing I found last week. Well, if you're wondering why I have such a sunny disposition today. You always do. Alright, well, especially sunny disposition. Um, my Fiat got vandalized. That's a pisser. Yeah, which, like, really sucks. Like, some guy just, like, I, I, I think it was, I, I think I know who it was. There's a gentleman that's down the street who may or may not fly a giant Trump flag. Ah, on very on good. A, on a city-owned... <laughs> Tree. Yeah, he has he has a Trump sign, like may Stapled. or may not have a Trump sign stapled to a city-owned tree. Very cool, uh, a boulevard yeah. tree. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, I believe it was that guy actually because he has a very similar van to the one, and he's had his garage shut since this has happened. Hmm. So I really think that like he, yeah. And there's also I don't think it was just me that got like their uh, car vandalized. So he hit my feet with a hammer. Great. And he was obviously aiming for the window and just, like, drove off. Because there's a uh, Audi down the road from me, like, a, about five houses down, an Audi Q5. And the entire rear window's just annihilated. Great. Which is, like, what happens you hit it with a hammer. Hmm. And I noticed, like, I've got a Black Lives Matter sign and a pride flag. And that guy has a Black Lives Matter sign and a pride flag. Hmm. I'm, like, putting two and two together. Interesting. That, and that guy, like, it's, like, kind of a shitbox, like, Audi Q7. Oh, I thought you said it was Q5. Oh, sorry, my bad. Q7. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like a shitbox Q7, but it's like one of those things where the guy, like, he makes an attempt to make his, like, shitty Q7. Like, it's only shitty because it's a Q7. And, like, this guy obviously bought a vehicle he thought was nice and vastly underestimated how much it costs to maintain. Uh, so it's parked a lot. No, it, it runs, but it's just one of those things where it's like, there's, like, you know, like, the headlights are foggy because, like, yeah, you can't afford to get a buff because he's spending all his money doing like intake manifolds and just oh, ridiculous God. problems living living paycheck to work paycheck on, yeah, uh, yeah keeping the timing chains working and exactly our, and our neighbor next door that also has a lot of black lives matter and pride i just gave her the progress pr pride flag and she just put it up but she leaves for work super early so her car wasn't there it's yeah she like she's mm. out of her house at 5 a.m ah. and this happened at 5 37 oh, great yeah, super. Yeah, so it's just like, mmm. So I need additional hey, cameras in front of my house. But yeah, That'd so that, that really just, like, made me feel wonderful. And I totally didn't just, like, piss me off for the entire week. But I guess, do we have a topic for the other terrible thing that happened? Uh, no, I don't think so. But, yeah, to start the week, like last Monday, <laughs> yeah, like, some rando that I'm pretty sure was the same guy that stole my Silvery 46 burned Kurt to the ground yeah, literally in front of my house. burned Corey's car down. Poor you, 90. It's sitting Poor just up Corey. the street at uh, Lemetri's there. Oh. Towed it here so it'll be a much shorter drag when it gets yeah. bought back. So, right. ideally, hopefully everything goes fine. We get a good payout and everything, and he can find another car, but... That's just so frustrating. Yep. I and like then, of course, what's that? Oh, like I know. Too. Yeah. Like, 
I left for for work in California, or not California, Chicago. God damn it! For the entire week, like right as this was happening, too. I'm like, oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, and then my windshield wiper flew off during a rainstorm. So. <laughs> Which is like of the three things that have happened to us, like that's all you're saying. Yeah, where it's least... like that's the putt putt of like the PGA tour happening yeah, back here. Completely. <laughs> Wait, the PGA is putt putt. I'm into this. Yeah. But, you know, I will take. I will take, take that over. You know. Uh, over Corey's PGA tour of like just vandalism. I've got like the like entry level like just like some random fat guy wants to go play a golf tournament but like P- the yeah. charity event where you play with yeah, the pros yeah the charity event and like no Corey got the full like just yeah the full tiger woods pga tour <laughs> the full tiger woods pga tour jack nicholson uh, yeah. yeah but Mark, either Mark way palmer <laughs> just cars being lit on fire the pga tour is talking about lasting ripples oh, from the pandemic God. so hopefully yeah. this kind of stuff stops soon yeah. but it's it's getting far too commonplace well it happens everywhere i was having a conversation and the neighborhood app, the like next door app, mm-hmm. and it was actually a conversation about like catalytic converter theft. And somebody's like, "We should put alarms on them." And I'm like, "I'm like a sawzall is like a hundred decibels. Like an alarm is going to literally be quieter than what they're doing." Yeah. And she goes, "Well, we'll alert the police." I'm like, "When well, my girlfriend's car is getting stolen, the police arrive ten minutes later." The police aren't going to help. Right. I'm like, the only thing we... we called before the car left. Yeah, like, we, we, like, Jana was calling while I was trying to get fish the guy out of the car. Like, and I'm like, the only thing... We're in immediate danger at that point. The um, only thing that's going to stop, like, this rash of, like, catalytic converter theft and, like, vandalism and people being pissed off is, like, fixing the economy. Well, probably ending that uh, unemployment bump. That's that's what I mean. Like, like fixing the economy and getting things back to normal because, like... If you think about when people are employed, crime goes down because mm-hmm. you have a job and you don't need to go steal catalytic converters and you aren't mad that you can't afford your rent so you aren't like smashing things with hammers. So just fix the underlying problem so I can like not have to buy additional security cameras. Set it in motion so it starts getting fixed because yeah, I understand right. these are not overnight changes, but like come on. Yeah, yeah but like... well, if you if you if you fix the problem, like it it, it it puts into motion. Like fixing the problem is. What's underlying problem? Oh, yeah, everyone's saying that things. it's the cities, but in my parents' house in Bloomington, I caught somebody stealing the cat on an RV across mm-hmm. the street. No, it's happening everywhere. Everyone always is like, oh, this is only happening in my neighborhood. I'm like, no, no this is happening literally everywhere. everywhere. It's yeah. just you never hear about it. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a pisser for, for all of us. Sorry about your scratched windshield. Sorry and about your door. But Sorry about Kurt's toasted Taco Bell buttock. Annoyingly good luck. Tesla yeah. performed great. I took it on. I, I didn't take note of the odometer before that, but it's got to be eleven or twelve hundred miles. Drove it to Chicago for work. I don't wish upon you bad luck. I just I have plenty. It. Don't yeah, you I, worry. I, I expect it. And like when it doesn't happen, I'm a little put out. I'm not well, gonna lie. I will say, yesterday <laughs> the key fob battery in the Ferrari died. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was actually for Josh's house. I saw your face like update. I'm like, oh. I guess Eric had to drive the Lamborghini because the key fob died in his Ferrari. Well, I'd moved the Mercy to get the Ferrari out, and I was, like, <laughs> sitting there. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, the little flashy light didn't go solid. And then, yeah, it uses an A123 little 12-volt, like, garage oh, door yeah. opener batteries. I usually have them here, too, because I have so many garage door openers, but I ran out. Well, I, I said that aloud, and my friend Josh is, like, painting a little, like, Warhammer Age of Sigmar figurine. And he like looks up from his little like painting booth. I'm like, I know it's a really big first world problem. He goes, Yeah. <laughs> and then I came down from the bathroom and I'm like, the Lamborghini is in Dayton's bluff. I think that was the first time Corey um, 
made sure it didn't scrape. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. The That's nose good. lift is working just fine. So. I was just like, this is really funny. I found out the horn does not work in that. Oh. It got cut off today when a CRV and a van were trying to brake check oh. each other into a non-existence near me. Of course, me. that's a CRV. They're out to get. The well, the van population. started it. Yeah, but there's always a CRV involved. Yeah. We saw awesome. we saw a Audi uh, rear end a CRV. This like every time there's an accident, there's a it's CRV. a CRV. <laughs> there's a CRV involved in some yeah, way. It was right in front of the Galleria, so they pulled in, and I go, Ryan, <laughs> let's go, because we assumed the Audi person was going to be an asshole, but. They weren't. They're were, like really nice, and they were like, "Thank you so much for stopping and making sure we were okay." And we're like, "We just saw the Audi," and we're like, "Oh." I'm like, if this person tried to fight you, I was gonna go to your. I was gonna go to bat for you because they own like a hundred and thirty thousand dollar, like very well specced out A8. Ah, they can afford it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were at fault. What? Yep. What's your story? They were at fault. Yeah. Well, they actually were because mm-hmm. they rear. They were like looking across the street and just stepped on their gas and like drove into the CRV. Great. Great, super, super great. Also, when the good, CR- good, when, like the only good. car accident I've ever personally been involved in was when a CRV ran a red light behind me mm-hmm. and smashed into a car, which smashed that car into the CRX. I I do find that CRVs are heavily involved mm-hmm. in a lot of crashes. It's like having you know high gasket failure in a Subaru. It's just yeah. you're going to find no, a CRV. No, it's on the it, side. like like people in Dodge Journeys always drive like dinguses, but like just CRV owners like they yeah, just... but they, they they have near misses, whereas CRV owners yeah they, they go hit for straight it. Yeah, on. they like go for it. They're like, even if they don't mean to, they're like they're Manchurian candidate. Like they just like. They're, like, going fine, and then just, like, the car just, like, takes over their brain. And, and they confuse like, the pedals, too. They're, like, yeah. programmed to kill. You want to know how an unintended acceleration got its start? It was people that are now driving CRVs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on to a lighter note. This, again, is, sorry, it's, like, a week-old story just because we had a few leftovers from last time. But a couple of dumb idiot heads decided they would recreate not only the, the trip, the road trip, from... Uh, Nebraska to Aspen, quote unquote California, like dumb and dumber. They would also recreate the actual bike, and do it on the bike. So a single cylinder, six and a half horsepower, two twelve Harbor Freight Predator, strapped to the tiniest little bike frame, implement tires, and they drove it four hundred miles. It worked. It worked. The That's thing amazing. did like thirty miles an hour. Amazingly, the brakes did not survive um, yeah. coming down the mountains. Very strange. But, yeah, it's actually a pretty good watch. So, uh, there's a 30-minute video. Um, they had to change the rear tire almost every day because it would wear out. Oh, because it's an implement tire. It's an implement tire, yeah. But luckily, they were very easy to find everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty hilarious, and they look absolutely miserable. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I I gotta give mad props to these guys. It's like the uh, story about the guy renting a Mustang GT, putting a boat tank in the passenger seat, and going across the country doing the Cannonball record. This kind of stuff is just super dumb. So speaking of uh, YouTube videos, mm-hmm. I apparently race Hot Wheels on YouTube now. Oh, do you? Yes, um, because Ben from Japanese Nostalgic Car and Jana got together mm-hmm. and uh, put me into a 3D bot maker race. Okay, I don't know what that is. Oh, dude, this is like all you. Click on my that YouTube link and just like have the have a play like in muted. It's really cool. But it's this guy who makes these like really intricate um, Hot Wheels tracks, and then people submit cars to race on the track. Okay. And so, oh, like digital. No, like IRL. Oh. Like they actually. Do you mail send, in a car? You mail a car into them, and they race your car. 
Hmm. And it's an actual racetrack. But yeah, Japanese nostalgia car did it. And Ben called up Jana and he's like, Does Ryan have like a online handle? And she's like, Yeah, stop it, Ryan. <laughs> or like, oh no, it's Lou Boo. Mm-hmm, that's the one I'm familiar yeah. with. <laughs> um but he's they ended up just going with real names because like half the people JNC didn't have like online handles other than they're just but names. So which one is yours? Uh I have a Hakoska Skyline. But there's also a 3000 GT, there's a uh, Dharma Celica, there's a Nissan Laurel, um, the RX-3. <laughs> I love these settings. It's like somebody has a model train yeah, area, and yeah. they're just, like, staging all these cars. Yeah, and they actually, like... This is incredible. It's really cool. Like, I thought you'd be, like... I, th- I thought for sure you've seen this. No, this is, like, some initial D shit. Yeah, it's yeah. really rad. Like, the guy <laughs> this makes, like... This is great. Yeah. Wow, the camera panning is really good, yeah, too. Yeah, no, the guy, the guy was, like... Really yeah, awesome. he does, this is, like, like, that marble racing crap on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just like that, yeah. But he does it with Hot Wheels. And yeah. then there's actually, that timer is actually functional. That's above the old uh, canyon pass, or the old tunnel. Like, it's an actual functional timer. And so, um, I won't make any spoilers, but uh, my car my car slaps. Oh, I don't have I don't have the, I don't have the Koska Skyline. That's uh, Carrie. I have the um, SA22C RX-7. Mm. The first gen RX-7. It's very cool. It's much better. Than- <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, cause like Ben and I were like good friends, but we never talk. And so, well, Jan just like just, doesn't talk to people. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. Well, talk she just to talks people. in person. And that's, that's and fair. I hate we people. We had like a thirty-minute conversation, but thankfully it was the same week the Accord got stolen. Mm. So I was like, yeah, Ben's just wishing me condolences on the car, and we're talking about my there we go. Zoom, That's my Rx7. You know, so I was able to cover it up because otherwise Ryan is usually very suspicious when I talk to people. Because hmm. I, I know. I'm like, Jan doesn't do this. Like, I she's even was what like is wrong? asking she's plotting. questions like, oh, what's your like username on ESO? Like, what are what are your different gamer tags? While I'm in the middle of like furiously typing and he didn't have a clue and I'm not a very sneaky person. So I was just like, That's yes. fair. Because then he goes, Jenna, look at this. And I go, oh, yeah, I know about that. I've known about that for months. And he goes, what? <laughs> and I was like, yay. Great. I know, like, I have, like, random people that I didn't know watch this that, like, It's got 123,000 views. Yeah. And it's eight days old. Yeah. So a lot of people are watching this. Yeah. And I'm going to be on here I'm for just a gonna, while. I'm just going to pause it on the, this page right here. This is cause... only the qualifying round, too. So like, <laughs> Your car seems to oversteer pretty well. So it, it does a really good job keeping itself straight, though. Like, that's the important part. Because, like, when, they, <laughs> when you can't keep the car straight, uh, it'll actually like, spin out, which will cost you time. Like, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume somebody's car probably spins out on that. Yes, there's okay. a few. But I would highly recommend watching it. It's called 3D Bot Maker. It's like all one word on YouTube, and it'll be the top video that's there. Fair enough. Look that up. It's if really it's a fun. series, I should probably subscribe. Yeah, and no, watch it is. It. Like, it's... all he does is, like, he literally just does Hot Wheels racing. That's kind of, it would have been a great thing in, like, 2020. Yeah. Like, uh, we can't do anything, but I'll mail you my Hot Wheels. Yeah. Well, they you have to, like, premeditate, like, with, um,. It's wrapped in a, a blanket full of Sorry, SARS. Sorry, my phone was on Do Not Disturb, and it still rang. Rip. Oh. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's a bit, it's a blast, and you have to, like, premeditate, like, getting your car in with them. So I've had, like, a bunch of people, like, how do you get your car in? I'm like, I don't know. Like, ask Ben. <laughs> don't ask me. Oh, I, so Ben handled all the yeah, submission like, for you? Yeah, it was entirely a surprise for like, me. He, I was just as surprised no. as you are. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, I, I race That's my name. Stuff. This That's is me on there? Is okay, me this is me do the car you here. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> fancy. So, 
Remember that Mach E thing, which oh, has God. a terrible first name and shouldn't ever be called a Mustang? Well, it is a Mustang, and it actually outsold the rest of the Mustangs in the range in in June. Shocking that a SUV, an EV SUV, mm-hmm. outsold a sports car. Right. I'm not surprised by that. That's not hard. I mean, other than the fact that this is a, a new mark, which I guess means it's going to sell, its initial volley is going to sell really well because the people that have been waiting for it are going to buy them. But, I mean, the Mustang, as far as a sports car, like, there's a reason Ford kept it around as their only car they still make. It's because it sells. Yeah, but, I but, mean, the other thing is, is like saying, hey, Eric, guess what? What? Did you know that the Toyota Corolla outsold mm. the Ferrari? Uh, what, what's their what, what's their V8 Ferrari now? I can't remember the name. Portofino, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know the Corolla outsold the Portofino? No way. Yeah. No way. So. Wow. Sucks for Ferrari. L. Ferrari sucks. Yeah, Boxster Spider. Just then. I like those tops because they're horribly and practically terrible to <laughs> remove. Look, That's why they, I want they one. Look, they look horrific, too. I like that, though. Yeah. I, I think um, <laughs> there's a fine line between a soft top that looks actually good and a soft top that is so horrific it just ruins the whole car i can't tell which one i like more because like i like one end there's a car that's got like a very tasteful soft top i'm thinking like uh but then you're gonna leave it up and that's not the point of i'm thinking like a mercedes like c300 it's a very tasteful soft top mm-hmm. like a soft top makes sense but think of like a um have you ever seen a shelby cobra with the soft top I'm on not <laughs> google you should google it what you she- just type in shelby cobra soft top up like mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it ruins the whole car. And like, I actually like that. It ruins the car that much. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But, like, you see what I mean? Like, it's, like, so bad it's good. I wasn't even aware that these had tops before. I know, right? And I, my life reason. was better before I knew that. But, like, me not caring about oh, Shelby no. Cobras. Like, seeing the soft top up. If I owned a Shelby Cobra... I would always have the soft top up just to bother people. Oh my god, that's terrible. Like, imagine if you were like 6'5". Your head would fit, because that is bulbous, but you would not be able to see anything. The reason I know that this exists is that um, if you get a Shelby Cobra and like, I think Gran Turismo 3, uh, it comes with the soft top up because they didn't want to model the interior on PS2. I mean, a little bit of that upward bubble shape is kind of fine for something like that. It looks like, it looks like uh, when you see those Model T hot rods, they put the soft top on it and they have the half windshield and the soft top just goes like... The rake is the pretty The rake nuts. is just yeah. bananas, yeah. The but, rake is bananas. Uh, wow, but anyway. really, really <laughs> disgustingly ugly. I wish I hadn't seen that because now I kind of want to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> just ruined the car yeah, it's, but it's it's, it's, it's almost pretty, things, pretty bad it's one of those things where it's like it's like the boxer where it's like it's so bad like you're almost like ooh, i just want to like bother people with this like you ain't put it on to troll people at car shows <laughs> you would yeah i totally would 100 percent. there was a cobra that lived in here for well it was a replica but it yeah. lived in here for two years Never had a top on it, obviously. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> you see why? I did see there was in the Google results, there was an early narrow body one with an original top, and it didn't have that big 
bulbous back piece. It, it was very flat. Well, it's, they put the bulbous back piece in when they started putting roll cages or roll hoops on them. That makes sense to fit the roll hoop. Yeah, but it's very funny Yikes. <laughs> to have it like go over, like be able to be retracted over the roll hoop. So that's the decision you have to make, huh? You have to either have a really ugly soft top and have some rollover protection, or have a regular soft top and have death. No, I'd have the ugly soft soft top and rollover prote- protection just because. The people that take photos of Shelby's at car shows are the people that go to Minnesota Cars Ampersand Coffee. Oh. Just annoying people. Wait, yeah, MNCNC is the... Ampersand, not Cars oh, okay. and Coffee. Okay. I gotcha. The... MNCNC is just what I'll call it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the Cars Ampersand Coffee. Like, crowd, where it's just like, it's people that, like don't know anything about what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they see anything anything that says McLaren they immediately like lose their load I'll, uh, I'll talk about this more in the next episode but I just got back from the vintage at Road America mm-hmm. and yes, the, the concourse or whatever it was a parade into town I was standing next to boomers mm-hmm. and I was like transcribing some of the conversations I was hearing to Hari in, in uh, Snapchat <laughs> but it was like baritone instead of baritone and then he said, you drop the B if it's the German one. And I'm just like, and then there was another guy. I was like, there's three classes of cars. There's a small bore, big bore, and open wheel. Those are the only three classes of vehicle at, at the vintage, I'm, I'm told. Just the amount of not, not a cluery being spouted around in there, was, it was painful. So this is why, because likely, <laughs> when you bring a Shelby... To a car show, you're, yeah. there's a high likelihood you'll be the only one, and by having the soft top up, we'll just bother those people so much, and they'll go, "That's a Shelby. What's going on at the top?" Just, They're going to ask what kind of Corvette it is, uh, and it's not going to matter because I'm not going to be anywhere near my car because I never want to be next to my car. Correct. Yeah, I want to look. Oh yeah, things. I get out, walk away. Yeah, I don't come back until I leave. Yeah, I don't want to be bothered by people. Exactly. Like I'll tell people about like your car, sure. Just because I want to be, a, I want to be a smartass. I appreciate that there are people buy the car, especially if they're keeping people from doing dumb shit like letting kids sit on it. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. But anyway. Let's talk so, about some records. Yes, let's talk about records. Oh, so, we, record store day was yesterday. Oh, it was. Um, <laughs> I'm in a decent segue, but We different. actually reset the uh, auction record at Bring a Trailer with a Duesenberg Model J and which I think is like hilarious. It's actually just a Duesenberg Model J. The what does in, the N stand for? Uh, the newer... Yeah, I, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's the later model Model J's were given the JN body type. I like that this is on a modern racetrack for its photos. I know, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's got Rolston bodywork on it. It's really, really, really cool. And it's sold for... What does that price say? It is $1.341 million. Yeah, because the, the exact yeah. price here matters. It's really cool. It is a... Dual raid cam, crossflow cylinder head, Lycoming not straight charged. Yeah, Lycoming, uh, Lycoming straight eight. Um, red interior, very red. It actually, I think, as far as 30s cars, like, is just generally a very tasteful looking car. Like, it just looks cool as hell. It's very sweepy. Yeah, it's really sweepy. It's got the mustache uh, front bumper, which is like. Sakura blue. Jan, look at the interior. It's red. It's got a red leather interior. It's got red guts. It's got a hand-turned uh, dashboard, which is very cool. Um, has the same steering wheel as my Phantom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For sure, it has the same steering feel. I never <laughs> noticed that this, but um, it's actually got four exhaust outlets. So yeah. Each, so two cylinders share each exhaust, 
Which actually makes sense because if you look at how massive the runner is, it makes sense. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, like a Siamese pair yeah. uh, on consistently for the entire engine. That's interesting. Yeah, because when you see a Siamese pair, it's just like the center two exhaust. Right, like, like on a flathead. Yeah, like on a flathead or on a mini. Mm-hmm. Where you have a, you know, yeah, I forgot the Austin engine did that too, and a bunch of stuff does. The four liter Jeep did it in the center cylinders. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think it's just really cool that it's got the it's got four Siamese forts. It's just it's such a cool engine. Every well, time, and it's a cross flow. Yeah, every time I look at this engine, I get like more blown away with just like cool stuff that they did. Plus, it's four hundred and twenty cubic inches. So yeah, four twenty. Yes, it is. It, every, there's so many good things about this. I just love it. Um, <laughs> That no, thing is so clean. It's like just a perfect Duesenberg. I assume this is restored. Yes, obviously. Okay. Um, no, it, pretty much every Duesenberg is either restored or accounted for at this point. So there's no far and fine Duesenbergs that you're ever going to find ever again. I like that it's including like a eight and a half by eleven paper story that looks like it's a MapQuest directions from the nineties. Yeah, and it's probably from when it was restored, like in the nineties when they were like people were actively restoring this. Probably. Um, it does say three built on that sheet, but I don't know. This kind of thing you can't really say conclusively. Well, when you say things, yeah, when you, with, actually, hmm. Let's, wow. They wow. are fairly well documented. I would not say definitively. I'd still put hedging words on, but these are, like, well documented enough. So, like, for Bringer Trailer to have something where they put hedging words in, it has mm-hmm. to be pretty well documented, like, in this case, like. When they say were, one of ten, I believe it. Yeah, like, when they say one of three Rolstons, like, okay. This is probably one of three Rolstons. We are not going to say for sure because we don't want you to get sued if you're selling it. <laughs> but we're going to say this is a said to be one of three. Sure. Yeah. So. I, Very TMU, cool. TMU, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and this car hold, held the record on the site for one whole day almost. Oh, my God. Until you see what uh, outdid it was a car that I think you would probably spend that money on. It, it's Ooh. literally my taste versus your taste. Yeah. I, there was a really nice race prepped 190 Roadster at uh, Road America. Very the, cool. The 300 is obviously this is, yeah, this is an entire one. echelon so above. This is a 1961 Mercedes-Benz 300SL Roadster. How much does this one sell for? This sold for $1.430356 million. It literally just barely outdid it. It was like $2,356. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand the, the small increment. It's just like offensive on something this big. But Oh, people do that as a flex. I know. So there is a... Uh, like, Ruby, there's a Russo and Red 911 that sold for $91,911. Every single... You scroll through the sold Porsche 911s, every one of them has a 911 yeah. <laughs> on the end of the price. 986 for Boxster, whatever the chassis code is for the uh, Cayenne, same thing. When, when I win a car on Brancho eventually, I may have mine into the 69. My boss's 924 sold for $6,924. I mean, that's it's just, That's how people do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what car I buy. It's going to end in 69. Yep. So I can party. Great. <laughs> you got to get in early so you can set the precedent for that. But this is a beautiful car. It's actually weird seeing one in white. Yeah. Almost all these are silver. It's really cool. I love the interior on it. Jim, look at the interior. It's very pretty. So it's, it's very racy. It's like, it, yeah, it, I don't know. What does it say what the color is? It looks like green, but. What, what is, what is green it leather. Yep. Oh, green leather? Yeah. Green leather restored by Precision Automotive Research of Newbury, Massachusetts in February 2005. It's quite good. So I like that this is like the, like they're both like obviously like blue chip cars. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh my God, it's just beautiful. And I, I just think it's wild that this sold for this much money. It's not even it's, a. It's not a Gullwing. Yeah. It's, it's not, not original. No. Yeah. It's, so there's a lot, this car's got a lot of legs on it still. Which is incredible. I mean, it does look like it has every single original part that came off of it, including yeah, what looks like the original leather. That's actually super cool. 
That is actually really neat. And the card top is just crate sitting in a crate. <laughs> that's pretty rad. Wow. That, that's a beautiful card. Yeah, so it's like, there's no way about it. The top two cards of Branch are now is like everything that I want and everything that you want. <laughs> like, Yeah, I can't even hit the bell on this one, thank goodness. No, so. it, but, it, but yeah, you had a solid a road uh, 21 story. years. So. Wow. I, wanna, I want somebody to post a goal wing. I want to see what that yeah, does right seriously. now. Yeah, seriously. No, I, I think a good Gullwing. I, th- oh, I think we've had a Gullwing on the site before. I think so, too. But not fact, a... I'm pretty sure. Not, not one that's, like, done to the to the nines like this. Right. I mean, this is a very nice car. And, obviously, their first-gen SLs are getting even more valuable. Again, the fact that this one's in a color, not silver, yeah. is probably yeah, bringing helps. some value up. And it is immaculate. I think that's funny, because it's always been, historically, the national racing color is the one you want to get. But, like, with Germany, right. it's, like, they, it's not a color. Right. Like G- it, give me the individual one. It, literally, that color started because they took the paint off of a race car once. It's especially not even '50s cars and, and prior, but before like color photography or videography was really a thing. Like people kind of forget that vehicles were sold in things that weren't silver, black, and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. I honestly think that's why so many cars are silver, black, and white mm-hmm. these days. Because you were like, "Oh, so gangster." Like, no, no, it's not. That car was actually like, red. Al Capone had a <laughs> blue car. Like it, it's a bright color. You actually would pay more to have the bright color because it's a flex and not have a black car. Also, yeah, like dyeing paint pigments, that anything other than a neutral was very so, difficult. Like, it required in, natural elements to do it. In F. Scott's, in F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. by noting that Daisy was driving a yellow Duesenberg, like, that's really, like, putting out a huge... Because yellow is, like, one of the most expensive colors to make. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. actual... The pigments yellow. were... They're from India or something. I mean, yeah. they're... You have to... And you you need a lot of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, to, like, do yellow back then, like, it was very expensive. And then, like, to do, like, a bright yellow, not, like, a canary yellow. That's a canary yellow, like, through the 50s was so popular. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, way cheaper to do canary yellow. Um, but to say, like, yeah, her car was, like, bright yellow is, like, just... It, it's the equivalent... I can't even think of what it would be the equivalent of today. It, I think it's like when you get a vinyl wrap. Vanta black. Yeah, Vanta black is what it is. Is it, it is the equivalent of Vanta black today? Because it's just so expensive. You see it, you'd be like, "Wow, that person spent a hundred thousand dollars painting their car." Yeah, it, it's exactly <laughs> like Vanta black, which is that black that doesn't let any color out of it. It's right. just like pure black. Yeah, you see it, and it's just a void. Yeah, it's a and void of color. Daisy of what? ruined Gatsby's car by hitting a lady. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So there you go. Unbelievable. Uh, the good thing is this Rolston, as far as we know, uh, did not get involved hit in the hit and run. mistress. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a value add. So. I, it's a value added. Uh, so there you go. There's your top tip. Um, also, another weird thing that um, Trig found, and he shared it in my uh, Stinky Nugget group. Mm-hmm. Um, he found um, Joseph Goebbels, uh, Mercedes 550k roadster yikes for sale as a project car million dollars and trig shared it my friend bo because you can just like get one of those made up north for like 20 grand and i'm like no no i want this one and he goes yeah but you can just go up north i'm like you don't get it i'm jewish i want that one i want (laughs) joseph goebbels car i want that specific car and he's like i don't get it i'm like i'm jewish I want him to be dead and knowing that there's a naked Jewish guy driving his car farting in his yeah, seats. Farting bare ass in his seats. <laughs> so I think on that gigantic bombshell, we should end the episode. Have fun tasting Bye. things. <laughs>